You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Today we are ending our series entitled Knowing God. Everybody say, Knowing God. Uh, you know, when you talk about knowing God, really, this is what eternal life is all about. In John chapter 17, verse 3, it says, This is eternal life that they may what? That they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. You may actually uh, know someone or about someone uh, from afar. How many of you know who Jose Rizal is? But how many of you really know him intimately? There's a big difference between knowing about a person and knowing him personally. And, you know, you can know about God, but you can know him personally. And you can have a genuine, authentic, uh, living, vibrant relationship with him. And that is really what we're talking about. It's not just about knowing about God. We know that God is great. God is kind. God is gracious. But what we're really asking the Lord is for us to be able to walk closer uh, in step in his purpose so that we can actually know him uh, intimately and have a great relationship with him. And so today we're concluding our series on that. Uh, for the past five weeks, we've been talking about uh, who God is, the different attributes of God from the book of Psalms. Uh, week one, uh, New Year's Day, we talked about God's glory. Then uh, we talked about God's goodness. How many of you know that God is good? Amen. Everybody say, God is good. Uh, third week, we talked about God's generosity. There's no one who can even be more generous than God. He is the most generous person in the universe. Uh, last week, we talked about God's graciousness. And today, we're going to be ending our series on God's greatness. Everybody say, God is great. You know, in Hebrew, this is, uh, you know, we sang that song earlier, Gadol Elohai. Uh, everybody say, Gadol Elohai. Gadol, not katol, okay? Gadol, Elohai is actually a Hebrew word or a Hebrew term which means how great is our God. And we're declaring that God is indeed great and all this attribute that we have talked about so far in the past few weeks is somehow summarized or summed up in this scripture that we're going to be focusing on in a little while in Psalm 145. You know, men have actually called themselves great. You know, many men have used the title, title great. You know, Muhammad Ali. I don't know if you're familiar with Muhammad Ali. Uh, you know, he did not just use the word great, but he actually used the word greatest. Okay, and he said, I am the greatest. I said then, even before I knew I was. Can you imagine <laughs> the, the self-assurance of the guy and the confidence that even before he knew he was great, he was already saying, I am the greatest. And then he kind of changed that statement and he said, I am not the greatest. I am the double greatest. Not only do you knock them out, I pick the round. And so he's so confident of himself that he is indeed the greatest fighter who ever lived. Some other men who use the word great as their title is Alexander the Great. You know, he conquered lands and he conquered, you know, from Macedon to Egypt to Assyria to Babylon to Persia. He conquered vast lands and he considered himself as one of the greatest conquerors who ever lived. And he said this, an army of sheep led by a lion is better than an army of lions led by a sheep. And so he said, it's really about who is the one leading the army that makes you great. One of the kings of France 
is known to be Louis the Great. He is also Louis the Fourteenth. Uh, when he died at the age of 72, he called himself, he is the great. In fact, he did not only just say he is the great, he, is, uh, he said, I am the state. I am France. You know, he, I'm not just Louis the Great, but he said, I am France and I am the state. And the, his court um, was the most magnificent in Europe. In fact, his funeral was one that is most spectacular. And what he said was, the instructions were, he said, I want the cathedral dimly light, and there's only one candle, and that is on top of my coffin. I am the only focus of that funeral on that particular day. Then Bishop Masilon began to speak, and slowly reaching down, you know what he did? He snuffed out the candle, and he said, only God is great. And that is what his statement was at the end of the reign of King Louis the Great. And how many of you know that indeed only God is great? Amen. We are celebrating the greatest God. He is the only God and he is, you know, he is, we're celebrating his greatness uh, in, in creation and all the earth. I'd like to invite everyone to open up your Bibles to uh, 145 of Psalm. We're going to be reading the entire chapter, not the entire psalm, but the entire chapter of Psalm 145. We're reading from the ESV translation or version. Verse 1, I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all. Everybody say good to all. And His mercy is over all that He has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all His words and kind in all His works. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand. You satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all His ways and kind in all His works. The Lord is near to all who call on Him, to all who call on Him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear Him. He also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love Him, but all the wicked He will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless His holy name forever and ever. Father, we are so grateful for this time as we Lord, end this series, and as we talk about your word, we declare indeed that you are great over, your, over the entire creation, 
over the earth, over our nation, over our lives, over this church, and over our families. We thank you, Lord God, that indeed you will continue to glorify yourself, and we magnify you for who you are, for your works, for your nature, and for what you have done, and what you are about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Knowing God, actually, is uh, really an interesting series, and I believe that this is not just for January, but my, our prayer is that this will be the theme for the year, that we will all push and really draw near God so that we may know Him uh, more intimately. You know, when you, when you look at Psalm 145, it seems that the last verse in the book of Psalm is like, it's biten. You know, it's uh, in verse 20, my mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and all His flesh bless the name forever. In fact, some theologians are saying that this is the last of the superscriptions of the Psalm of David. It Somehow the whole chapter of the book of Psalm ended with Psalm 145. But since, you know, the, the, the psalmist have, uh, have, had so much things to say more about the glory of God, he continues somehow writing in chapters 146 up to chapter 150. And if you notice that the last five chapters of the whole book of Psalm would always begin with hallelujah or praise the Lord. You know, in Psalm 146 verse 1, it says praise the Lord. 147 verse 1, it's praise the Lord. Psalm 148 verse 1, it's praise the Lord. Psalm 149 verse 1, it's praise the Lord. And Psalm 150 verse 1, it's praise the Lord. Each chapter begins with praise the Lord and ends with praise the Lord. It's really about, you know, just expounding on the greatness of God. How many of you know that it's not, you can't contain the greatness of God in a book? It'll take a lifetime of us just writing about who God is and how great He is. And I'm pretty sure that David is saying, I, I hope that I have more pages to write about who God is and about how great He is in our lives. And so, he started off in verse 1 by saying, I will extol you, my God and my King, and bless your name forever and ever. You know, he talks about the pronouns, I, you, my, your name. You know, this somehow reflects the relationship that David has with his God who is great, the one who is the maker of the heavens and the earth, the one who created the entire universe is intimate with us. And how many of you know that that is an awesome thought? As we were singing this song earlier during the offering, I couldn't help but just get teary-eyed about the awesomeness of who our God is. He is imminent. He is so big, bigger than the universe. He gets the universe, and it sits at the palm of His hand, but yet He is intimate with us. Imminent but intimate. One who wants to have a relationship with us. One who wants to have a, you know, intimacy. With the people, with His creation, with the people that He created. That's who our God is. Verse 2 says, every day, everybody say every day. Not only during the good times, even if you have a, a bad hair day today, every day He decides, I will bless the Lord. It's not just when the day is good or when you have a blessing or when you have a promotion, or when your relationship is okay, or when your kids are obeying you, or when you have money in the bank. But what about the bad times? What about tragic days? What about days that are bad? 
David decided to consider that the greatness of God is bigger than any of his problems. And he said, every single day, I will bless you. Every day, I will praise your name. In fact, he didn't stop there. Every day, forever and ever. Talagang merong forever. Every day is not enough for him to declare, I want to praise, I want to bless, I want to glorify, I want to honor, I want to magnify the name of God. And he said, forever and ever. Really, when you talk about the greatness of God, I am not here to describe the entire greatness of God. I will not attempt. I am not qualified. I'm just here to give us a glimpse of who God is and what His greatness means for us and to us. Just to give us a glimpse of God's greatness, number one, the greatness of God is indescribable. We just sang that song. It's really hard to fathom. It's hard to explain. It's hard to understand. And it's hard to verbalize the greatness of God. Man's, man's finite mind cannot handle the infinite attribute and goodness of who God is. In fact, in verse 3, he said, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And what did he say in the next line? Everybody read that statement. And his greatness is unsearchable. In fact, David already gave a, almost like a waiver that, you know, I'm not going to attempt to explain the greatness of our God, but at least I'm going to try. But yet, what he's saying is his greatness is unsearchable. In the NIV 84, it says, His greatness no one can fathom. Sa Tagalog, hindi ko matarok. Hindi ko maintindihan. Tama ba yan? Malalim. His greatness no one can fathom. Just to give you an idea of how great our God is. How many of you have gone to the beach? How many of you are familiar that there are seven are there seven bodies of water in the world? One of them is the biggest, Pacific Ocean. Our question is, can you fit the entire ocean in a bucket? <laughs> That's virtually impossible. The same question goes, can we really comprehend the greatness of God? In the same way that you cannot fit the entire Pacific Ocean in one bucket, you cannot understand truly how God has been great. But yet you see it all in His creation, in your life, in your family, in your relationships, in His works. When you talk about God's goodness, you're talking about God's nature. God is good, period. There's nothing bad in Him. But when you talk about God's greatness, you're talking about His works, you're talking about His ways, you're talking about His deeds, the things that He has done, the things that He is doing, and the things that He will do. That's exactly what greatness means. In fact, in Psalm 145, Psalm 145 is known to also be known as the wisdom psalm because it's an acrostic. There are 21 verses there, but in reality, in verse 13, there's another verse inserted there. So 22, in fact, which represents the Hebrew alphabet. 22 alphabet, each of the letters of the alphabet is actually an acrostic of each verse of the book of Psalm. In verse 1, it's an aleph. Verse 2, it's bait. So, so you go on. Each one represents a Hebrew alphabet. Somehow, this 
Psalm 145 is just represented of, representing of the wisdom that God has given to David in describing who God is. You know, 40 years ago, the Voyager 1 was launched into space, 1977. It's still, in, it's still in outer space, actually. After 40 years in orbit in outer space, as of November 29, 2016, just about a couple of months ago, the Voyager 1 is about 20 billion kilometers away from the Earth. How many of you know that is a far distance from the Earth? 20 billion kilometers. After 40 years, 20 billion kilometers, just to give you a you know, just a perspective. How many of you love science? Okay. How many of you don't like it? Anyway, if, even if you don't like it, it's okay. If you see this circle, that represents the heliosphere of where the solar system is. And after 40 years, Voyager 1 is just barely getting out of the solar system and getting into the real outer space. That somehow represents or shows us the vastness of the solar system or the universe where we are in right now. After 40 years of trekking, many of you are still not alive and born in 1977. I look at the young people here. Voyager 1 has already been out there in the space. And as we speak, it's still moving forward. Unmanned, taking pictures. And yet I think in a few more decades, its battery will run out. It will not reach the farthest corners of this universe because the universe is just so vast. And the universe was birthed with the very words of God. When God said, let there be light in Genesis chapter 1, there was light. And it did not stop creating light. Even until today, there are new stars being birthed. Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is what? It's unsearchable. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Even the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans, the magnum opus of the New Testament, said this, Oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God! How unsearchable are His judgments! And how inscrutable His ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been His counselor? And sometimes when we act, it's as if that we know better than God. How many of you know sometimes, Lord, alam ko to. Kaya ko to. Diyan ka lang sa tabi. And sometimes we look at life and we say, you know, Lord, I know better than you or I know more than you. And you know, if God is saying, don't do that, it will harm you, it will hurt you. Stay away from that relationship. Stay away from that business practice. Lord, kakeri ko to. Kaya ko to. But in reality, can we really counsel who God is? Can we tell God what to do? It should be God telling us what to do because he, His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Amen. His understanding no one can fathom. And many times you don't understand the purpose of God, what you're going through right now in your life, and you're questioning God, Lord, labo naman. You know, I'm doing this, and yet I'm going through bad times. Just wait, because God wants to prove Himself faithful and great in your midst. That's why our response ought to be, even if the Scripture is saying His understanding is unfathomable or unsearchable, we still need to seek Him. Amen. 
our response as children of God, as people of God, is to seek Him daily. Those who seek Him will find Him. And they will know Him as well. God's glory definitely is indescribable, yet God wants us to seek Him and know Him on a personal level. Secondly, God's greatness is not only indescribable, but God's greatness is uncontainable. Wow, parang kanta to, no? Really, if you look at the song that we sang, it came from this book. In Psalm 145, you know, the, indeed the greatness of God is uncontainable. You can't just help but talk about it. You know, it's so good, it, you can't contain it. How many of you have gone to a restaurant and you can't help but just brag about what you ate in that restaurant? Maybe watched a movie and just say, wow, I love that movie. You know, I watch it three times, something like that. And so you're talking about it. You can't contain just the joy that you have in your heart. And that's exactly what the psalmist felt when he was writing about the greatness of God. In verse 4 of Psalm 145, he said, One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. You know, our generation is not enough for us to talk about the greatness of God. We have to tell our next generation about this and their next generation, and the generation after that. You know, this greatness really should be broadcasted to the entire planet in multi-generations. Amen. And you will see that in this particular set of, you know, in this next few verses, David took the time to describe how uncontainable the greatness of God is. A generation commending the works to another generation, we will declare His mighty works, on the glorious splendor of your majesty, on your wondrous works, I will meditate. How many of you know that God's creation is really just so beautiful? How many of you are glad that God did not just make one flower for the entire world? Can you imagine if God just created kalachuchi? And that's it. You go to the States, there's kalachuchi. You go to Australia, it's kalachuchi. You go to China, there's kalachuchi. Can you, can you imagine how boring that will be? But God created different kinds of flowers and He filled the earth with different colors because He's so creative and He so loves us. And what's His purpose there? Just so that He can display His splendor and His glory and His majesty and His beauty. Amen. Come on now. Can we just give the Lord praise for that? There's no other purpose for that except just to display His splendor. And He wants you to enjoy the rose, the chrysanthemum, the ilang-ilang, the tulips, and all the other flowers there is in the world. Amen. It's really for us. He doesn't need those flowers. But everything that He created, He created for man. That's how wonderful our God is. That's how great and awesome our God is. Amen. You go on top of the mountains, you see beauty. You go under the sea, you see beauty. Now, if you're a diver, you can appreciate this. I don't really dive. I dive in the pool, but... The beauty, the different colors. You know, the coral reefs. You know, we went... Uh, the pastors just took a short uh, team-building bonding in Baholod last Monday to Wednesday. We went to... Carbon Reef. And we went to 
Mambukal Falls. And just appreciated the beauty of the creation of God. Of course, you know, uh, the experience of... Anyway, there's an accident that happened, but it's very minor. Pastor Sonny dislocating his finger, but it's back already. It's back. It did not disconnect, but it's back, okay? But it's amazing, you know, just looking at the beauty of the corals and the, the beauty of, of the falls and the beauty of the mountains. It's amazing, and that's just in our country. What about in other places? They shall speak of your might, of your awesome deeds. You know, speak, meditate, uh, command, uh, you know, tell. And I will declare your greatness. You know, David took the time to just say that because of God's greatness, you can't contain but talk about it and speak about Him and tell about Him and share the world about His goodness to us. How many of you appreciate planet Earth? It's the only planet that we have. They're now trying to discover if they can actually survive in Mars, but let me just tell you, it will be different. The life form of planet Earth is unique for us. 